today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. The uh, case of the Sun Wing pilot who was found passed out and uh, by the controls in the cockpit uh, in Calgary is going to be in court today. The uh, latest in the case, and there, there are the legalities of this, which obviously will roll themselves out in the passage of time. We get that. But I think the far greater story here is a certain unease and, and, and angst that it's causing uh, with those who tend to fly. Now, I have mentioned in the past, I, I don't fly that often, uh, once, twice a year, maybe, uh, if that. Uh, I'm a, a nervous flyer, to be frank. I mean, I, I'm okay when I'm up there. It's not like I go crazy or anything, but I'm a little uptight about it, always have been. And when I hear stories like this, <laughs> it, it only ex- exacerbates the frustration. Uh, I, I think I told our listeners the story earlier uh, in, the, in, the, in the springtime when we, we went over to Scotland and uh, had a wonderful time. The flight both there and back was, was great, no problems at all. The staff on, on, on the plane were just incredible. But uh, we uh, flew out of Glasgow to get back home. And uh, it was the very next day, just after we got back here and I got back to work, was the story of the two pilots, both pilot and co-pilot from a, a plane that were flying into Glasgow, that were totally inebriated and had to be pulled out of the cockpit. And this is not the first time this has happened. This may be the first time this Sunwing pilot has been found intoxicated, but it raises an awful lot of questions about what policies are in place and what safety standards are in place for people who fly us all over the place. I mean, you're 30,000 feet up in the air. There's, in many cases, 200, 300 people on board these things. You like to think that the people in the cockpit are sober and capable, and, and this raises some questions about that. To talk about this, we're pleased to welcome Keith Mackey to the program from Mackey International. And uh, Keith, first of all, thank you so much for the time. It's good to have you with us today. Good morning, Bill. Let me let me ask you right up front. I mean, I, I understand these are isolated incidents. They, it's not as if everybody who gets behind uh, into a cockpit and gets behind the wheel and, and starts driving these things is intoxicated. But it does raise some serious questions, and, and we can get into some of the specifics about the Sunwing situation. But I, I also want to have a much broader discussion about what policies are in place. And my first understanding here, Keith, is that this the policies and, 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 and the standards differ, really, between Canada and the United States. That's very true. In the United States, we have mandatory drug and alcohol testing for all pilots that operate uh, with commercial operations, airlines, and even small charter outfits have to be uh, drug and alcohol tested. Uh, the, the situation is that they're uh, pre-employment tested. They're then tested on an annual basis, and they're random tested, and they're post-incident tested if anything happens uh, that could be construed as an incident. The entire crew is drug and alcohol tested. In Canada, well, there's there's a myriad of things going on here. As as we found out, uh, Sunwing officials up here are, are suggesting that it's illegal in Canada to do mandatory or full and random drug testing. Uh, the uh, federal government agency that's responsible for this uh, responded. Our uh, our sister station, Global Television News, actually did some investigation on this, Keith, and uh, found out that it is not. The federal government says there is no specific provision in the Canada Labor Code addressing alcohol and drug testing in the workplace, so it's not a federal policy. It's not a Charter of Rights and Freedom policy. This is really, I guess, a, a policy that varies from airline to airline. Well, that's very true. Uh, apparently, some wing had some difficulty with the union not wanting them to drug test. I, I don't know about that. It should be investigated. But in the United States, of course, it's mandated by the FAA, so it's above and beyond the control of any carrier. 
and and there have been problems like this in the past, Keith. I mean, you know, the National Football League, Major League Baseball. I mean, any any organization like that that has tried to institute random testing or mandatory testing, there has always been a pushback from the players' unions in those situations. That's fine. Those are people that are playing professional sports, but but lives are at stake here, which which is why the FCC, I think, has really put their foot down. Well, that, that's true. Of course, our blood alcohol limit for pilots in the U.S. is half the Canadian limit. It's .040. Now, we have the same rules that that's eight hours from bottle to throttle, and you shall not be under the influence of any drug or alcohol when you fly. How, how effective is it? Is it working down there? Do you find that, that there are incidents like what we had with this Sunwing pilot? Or has, has, have the, the mandatory and the, the drug testing that's gone on there, have, have they been effective enough to, to basically minimize uh, the, any, any chance of this happening? Well, I think so. I mean, there's certainly uh, professional standards. Uh, uh, people would uh, not certainly want to be caught up in a situation like this. And like anyone else, any other profession, a pilot occasionally likes to have a drink. Uh, there have been programs where alcohol's gotten out of control with a particular individual, and they're put in a program, uh, effectively a dry-out program, before they can fly again. And many people complete this program and fly successfully without ever having another drink for the rest of their lives. So it's been quite successful here, I think. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.